Welcome back, everyone. So we're going to continue from where we left off last time, and I will just read the Aliyah again to refresh your memory. So the endless contracted itself around a middle point, which was truly in the center of it, and this light distanced itself to the edges of this tiny dot. So there's a tiny dot in the middle, and the light kind of got out of the way to create this tiny dot. So now Ravashlag has a question like this. This is a wonderment and a contradiction. Because since there is no beginning and end in the endless, how can, you, how can you have a middle? Something that has no beginning and no end doesn't seem like you can have a middle because the middle is halfway between the beginning and the end. If there's no beginning and no end, there's no middle. And even more so, why are we calling it a middle point? It sounds like we're talking about something physical. God forbid, we're not talking about anything physical here. This is all spiritual things. And the idea is, We've already established that even within the endless, there is... There has to be. It's a, necess- it's, a nece- it's a necessity that it should be there. A desire to receive. But what's special about this desire to receive in the endless? It's called simple desire. What does that mean? It means that there's no difference between great and small. Because the desire to receive that there is there in the endless, it's not considered a desire to receive, it's not considered a change in form large enough to create a separation. Yes, there's a desire to receive, but it's not considered a change in form, so therefore there's still no separation in the endless, like we said before. There's nothing less about it in comparison to the upper light. And you should know So you should know that there are four stages that the upper light has to spread itself through it has, to pa- it has to go through these four stages until it reveals in the emanated, in us, in everything that's created in this universe, until it reveals in that thing the desire to receive, the desire to receive that we've been talking about this whole time, in its completeness. So in order to, be, to reveal a complete desire to receive, the upper light has to go through four stages. So before we get into what exactly are the four stages, first we have to understand why it has to go through these four stages. The desire to receive that we've been talking about. Immediately as the light leaves the source, the desire to receive is included in it. 
שהרי בזה נבחן שיצא האור מהמאציל וקנה לו שם בפני עצמו. Because that's what it means when we say that the light left the source or the emanator and bought a name for itself. דהיינו התפשטות מהמאציל וכל עוד שלא נקלל בו שינוי הצורה הזו של רצון לקבל. So what do we mean when we say bought a name for itself? In order to, we've said this whole time that in spirituality the only way two things separate is through a change in form. So through this change in form, meaning this desire to receive that the light coming from the source had, it was able to separate itself from the emanator. Without this desire to receive, the light would never leave the source. They're one and the same. Without any form of desire to receive at all, there would be no light that came from the source, because there would be no separation. It wouldn't, there wouldn't be anything new. The only new thing that we're talking about in this whole, in this whole idea is desire to receive. Because, and the Rav Ashlag repeats to make sure we remember, there is no separation in the spiritual realm except for through a change in form. But, sh- but there's a caveat to this. As long as the emanated, our side of the things, as long as we don't awaken the desire ourselves, as long as the emanated doesn't awaken the desire itself, it's not, it doesn't sit well in the emanated thing. Unless the desire, the desire to receive comes from the emanated, and it is not, not when it's forced from the emanator, when it is awakened from the emanated side. Until that point, so until the point where the emanated awakens the desire to receive from its own side, only then is the desire to receive set in it like stone. So how do we get to, how do we awaken the desire from our side? How does the emanated awaken desire from its own side? It has to have some sort of lack of sustenance. In order to want something, there needs to be something that you still want. If you have everything, you can't want anything. You can't want everything. So there needs to be something missing in order for the emanated to awaken the desire from its, on its own. Only then can the emanated awaken a desire to receive. And then the vessels of receiving are completed and set. Another thing you should know, this is all for why, why the upper light has to go through the four stages. All, every time that light comes out of the emanator. So just like it has included in it the desire to receive, like we've been saying. It also has to have within it 
the desire to give. Why? Sheim loken hayam matzil v'nayetzad mivchinat hefchuyat hatzura shu pirud gamur chas v'shalom. If it didn't have at all a desire to give, if it was pure desire to receive, the light and the emanator would be in complete opposites. And why is that a problem? Because remember, the emanated is just a result of the light that comes out of the emanator. So if the emanated is in complete opposition to the emanator, what happens? If they have two completely opposite forms, meaning the emanated, if the emanated was just desired to receive and the emanator is just desire to give, then the two would be so far from each other spiritually, not physically, because remember, separation happens through change in form. So if their forms are complete opposites, then they would be, far, they would be so far from each other, Rav Ashlag says, like east from west. They would be complete opposites. So every light that comes out of the emanator has to have within it a desire to give as well. So that there can be a similarity of form between the emanator and the emanated. Because if the emanated is completely separate from the emanator, it has no way to keep itself running. The only thing that is keeping any of the physical world or any of the spiritual realms running is the light coming from the emanator. If there was anything that was the complete opposite, it would cease to exist. It has no way of connecting to the emanator. And when the emanated reveals this desire to give, it draws a big, uh, large light from the emanator. That is relative to the awakening of this desire. And this light is called everywhere, meaning anytime you're talking about the, the revelation of a desire to give, it's called the light of mercy. When the light comes out of the emanator, and it has the desire to receive included in it, like we said, it's called, so we're talk, so when when the light comes out with when the light is in the aspect of desire to receive, when the light comes out with the aspect of desire to receive, it's called Old the light of wisdom, or Oratsmut, the light of essence. V'zachoritev, and you should remember well, bet these two types of light. Again, I'll repeat the two different types of light. The light that has to do with the desire to give, old the chasadim, light of mercy. The light that has to do with the desire to receive, old the light of wisdom, or old light of the essence. Betida, and you should know, shaor asheni, shahu old the chasadim. The light of mercy is much smaller than the light of wisdom. What does that mean? So because the light of mercy 
is drawn, when, it, when do we draw the light of mercy? When the emanated wants to, on its, own, on its own devices, wants to become like the emanator. How do we become like the emanator? Desire to give. The emanator is the ultimate giving force. How do we become like the emanator? We also want to give. So why does that make it smaller? So this is the process of how we draw a light of mercy, through awakening the desire to give. So now we're going to show why the light of mercy is smaller than the light of wisdom. What's different with the light of wisdom is, is drawn directly from the emanator. The emanated has no part in, in drawing it. What does that mean? So, what is the main difference, or one of the main differences between the emanated and the emanator? We said earlier that the amount of light that something can draw is exactly equal to the amount of desire it has. That's, that's how you measure how much light something is drawing. It's exactly equal to the, to the amount it desires. No more, no less. So the emanator, we already know, is this endless giving force that has everything beyond imagination. And the emanated is some form of limited thing that has big desire, small desire, but it's limited. So, with the desire to give, the emanated can only have desire to give to a certain point because it's limited. That's the point, that's the definition of the emanated, is that it has boundaries, it has measurements. The emanator is endless. So when the emanator, when the emanator sends down light through, that, that is drawn through a desire to receive, it doesn't, there is no... Uh, measurements with how much light the emanator sends down. It just comes, endless. That's why, and Rav Asha said that's why, the light of wisdom is called the essence and the lifeblood of the emanated. The light of mercy is it's called just the light to fix and to complete the emanated. But the true lifeblood of the emanated is the endless light that comes from the emanator. And this endless light is called the light of wisdom. That's why it's so much bigger than the light of mercy. I'll explain it another way in case it's not clear. When we reveal a desire to give, let's say on a rating of us of zero to the endless, we rate a 150 of desire to give. Okay, very nice. So let's say that's a big number. It's still limited and it's still nothing in comparison to the desire to give in the, en in the endless. The endless has everything and wants to give everything more. So the light of mercy, since it's through our limited ability to reveal a desire to give, it draws a smaller amount of light than our desire to receive, which just draws directly from the emanator. I know that it's, it's very complicated, 
I will endeavor to explain this again and again until it's clear. Now you can understand the four stages and the four steps that every emanated has to have within it. So in the beginning, the light leaves the emanator, like we said. So when the light originally leaves the emanator, it's called the light of wisdom, and it only has the, the idea of desire to receive included in it. That's stage one. Stage one, the light leaves the emanator with the desire to receive. Not that the emanator has a desire to receive, just making that clear. The light leaves the emanator and within that light is included the desire to receive. And then, after stage one, the desire to give is strengthened within this light. And it draws the, the light of mercy. And this strengthening of the, desire, of the light of mercy, of the desire to give, is called stage two. So stage one, the light leaves the emanator with the desire to receive. Stage two, the desire to give is strengthened within this light. So after stage two, this light of mercy goes through a big spread. It goes, spreads out big time. And what, what exactly that means, we'll explain later. But just so you know, this big spreading of the light of mercy, which we'll, again we'll explain later, that's called stage three. So recap, stage one, light leaves the emanator in, with the desire to receive included. Stage two, the desire to give is strengthened within this light. Stage three, the light of mercy, the desire to give, is has a big spreading. Again, I understand that that's very cryptic. We'll explain later. After the completion of these three stages, so then we go back to the desire to receive that we talked about in stage one. And it's awakened, the desire to receive. And it draws the light of wisdom further. And this is the process of completion of the desire to receive within any spiritual system. So when a spiritual system has the light of mercy without the light of wisdom. What does that mean? After stage three, this whatever spiritual system is receiving the light has gotten the light of mercy through, this, through the drawing and spreading of light of mercy, but the light of wisdom hasn't had a chance to spread yet. Meaning the system has not been filled with light of wisdom. So it got the light of mercy, very nice. But again, like we mentioned earlier, 
The light of wisdom is the lifeblood of any emanated thing, spiritual system or physical thing. The light of wisdom is the essence, it's the lifeblood. So, once stage three is complete, this, this spiritual system or the emanated thing, it feels something's missing. It feels, where's, where's my light of wisdom? I've got the light of mercy, which is nice, but I'm missing the main idea. Imagine you're sitting at a restaurant, you get the appetizer, and then you get dessert. I mean, it's very nice, but you know, where's where's my steak? Where's my where's my spaghetti meatballs? Like, I don't know what you what you enjoy eating out, but you know, imagine. So you got you got nice things, but you didn't get the main idea. So that's what creates the desire in the emanated for the light of wisdom. That's actually, that's lack, that desire for the light of wisdom that's supposed to come in stage four is what completes the vessel within the emanated. You will not have a vessel that is complete except through this fourth stage. The vessel cannot be complete until it develops a desire to receive this light of wisdom, and then in the fourth stage, it receives it. What is what stage four also called? It's also called the second strengthening. What exactly that means, we'll get to in a second. After completion of this fourth stage in the endless, that's when exactly the contraction happened. That's when it was materialized. What happened with the contraction, as we know? The desire to receive left from this fourth stage. The desire to receive left the fourth stage, meaning there was nothing left to draw the light down to the fourth stage to complete the vessel. So if there's no more desire to receive, the light of wisdom has nowhere to go. Fourth stage disappears. And that is, in essence, what the tzimtzum is, what the contraction is. So now that we've explained the four stages that have to be in every emanated thing, stage one is called either the first spreading, or the first, uh, yeah, we'll call it the first spreading. Or it's also called Chochmah, which is the second sphera. Stage two, the second stage is called the first strengthening. What's, what's getting strengthened? If you remember, stage two was the strengthening of the desire to give within the light. Stage one, was the spreading of the light from the emanator with the desire to receive. That's stage one, or chokhmah. Stage two, bina, is the strengthening of the, of the desire to give. Uvchina gimel, stage three, second spreading, spreading of what? Like we said before, the third stage is the spreading of the light of mercy. So what's the name for the third stage? Either second spreading or ze'eran pin. Ze'eran pin represents 
the six sfirot from chesed to yesod, chesed gvorot tiferet, netzach hod yesod. Uvchina daled, in the fourth stage, mechuna hitgabrut shniya, is called the second strengthening, strengthening of what? The desire to receive. O malchut, or malchut which is the last sfira. Asher betish itpashtuyot nivchanot nizcharim, liyotan pchinat hashefa nimshach ma'amatzil. The two spreadings, meaning stages one and three, are called the male as are are given a male aspect. Because why are they given a male aspect? Because, and we're not talking about physical male and female. We're talking about spiritual male and female. And whenever we're talking about spreading sustenance or giving sustenance, that's called spiritually the male aspect. The first spreading is the sustenance of light of wisdom. And the second spreading is the sustenance of the light of mercy. So again, stages one and three are given a masculine aspect. And the two strengthenings, meaning stages two and four, are given a female aspect. Why? Because, in a, and we're, again, we're talking about spiritual male and female here. They are the awakening of the desire and the strengthening of the desire from the emanated side itself. The first strengthening, stage two, is the awakening and the strengthening of the desire to give. Which is made into the root of the light of mercy. And stage four is the strengthening and the awakening of the desire to receive. And this strengthening and awakening of the desire to receive is actually made into the vessel, the, the receiving vessel of the entire spiritual system. And it's called stage four. And this stage four, So now we can understand what the Ari, what the Ari meant when he said the midpoint, because we're not talking about a physical midpoint. So what do we mean midpoint? So when the Ari said middle point, what does it mean middle point? It's called this because it becomes the, the receiving vessel of the endless light. Meaning, So we already know the endless has no limits, no boundaries at all. So, the, its essence is given the likeness. Again, we, um, I said in the first class that a teacher of mine, it was, it was Rabbi Denberg, I was in middle school, eighth grade, my, my teacher, Rabbi Denberg, told me that, that spirituality, Hasidus, or Kabbalah, whatever you want to call it, is a study of bad, bad examples. This is one of those bad examples. Again, don't like use the physical example if it helps you understand, but don't think that that's actually the case. 
So it's given the likeness of a dot within it. In the middle of this light. And the light, so if you can imagine, we have this circle here. Imagine, you see this little black spot? Imagine this is infinitesimally small, infinitely small. And the edges go right up to the edge of the dot, and it spreads outwards, the light, the rest of the thing is the light, and it spreads outwards forever. Again, this is to help you understand, this is not supposed to be an accurate representation of how it works. That's the only way that the upper light, that it can hold the upper light that has no limits. What's not the case with all of the other vessels that come after the tzimtzum, in the lower emanated things, so the vessel in the endless is this midpoint and the way it's holding the light is that the light is attached to it on the outside of the dot. This is not the case with every other vessel in existence. The rest of the vessels hold the light in them like a, like a cup. You know, you have a cup, you put something inside it, the cup is holding water inside it. It's not the case with the vessel in the endless light. The vessel in the endless light is holding it by, being a, by having it attached to it from the outside. Again, this is not supposed to be an accurate representation. It's just to help you understand. Okay. The the borders of the vessels, which are the four stages, they give a measurement and a limit to the light that's within them. You pour a liquid into a cup, the liquid takes the shape of the cup. So same way with these lower vessels and how they hold light. And that's, it's because of the thickness of the vessels, not physical thickness, spiritual thickness, meaning um, level of materialization. Like we said before, is not like this in the endless. Because there the light and the vessel are united in the secret of him and his name are one, which we talked about uh, a while ago. The vessel does not uh, rein in any of the light. Like I showed you on the, on the coaster, it's a dot in the middle and the light is on the outside and goes out forever. The light there it's called endless. Now we've understood the idea of this middle dot. So we're not talking about, God forbid, 
physical spaces or distances or boundaries. אלא הבחינה הדלת הכלולה באינסוף מכונה כן, על שם אחדותה הפשוטה עם האור העליון כמבואר. So why is the fourth stage in the endless called the middle dot? To help us understand its complete unity with the endless light. ודבר הצמצום הנעשה בנקודה האמצעית הזאת, כבר נדבר לאל עוד מעט, אוקיי, and last class we talked about what exactly the contraction was. That was a long single topic just now. I hope I was clear enough. Um, I think that the one thing we can take away from this to apply to our daily lives is the only thing, the only thing that is stopping us, stopping me, stopping you from getting everything you want is because maybe you don't want it enough yet. Maybe your vessel's not big enough. So I want to wish for me, for you, for all of us to have a bigger vessel this week. Hoshana is coming up. Pray for a bigger vessel for the whole year. And to be able to receive everything the light wants to give us. Thank you. <laughs>